Well, Coach, it all starts with taking care of business, and I know that everybody wants to talk about playoffs and scenarios and matchups, but the bottom line is, and I think you've said this before, when the games matter, games 9 and games 10, it really allows this team to focus. Even though the playoff card is punched, this is buoy. That whole rivalry thing is still very much there. As we go into this one, our biggest motivation is for us is to go nine and one in the regular season. We talked to them from the get-go, and if I change my tune now, then uh, my kids are going to start wondering about me. We get a, a piece of paper with ten names on it, and that's that's our schedule. And our charge to each other is to win all of those. We came up one point short about four weeks ago, but still we want to win all of them that are left, and that's been the, the way that it's been since the Lake Travis game. We really do believe around here you don't stay the same. That's hard to get better. It's easier to get worse than it is to get better, and you, if – we're not focused in, and we've got a very, very capable opponent. I'm glad going in that we've got a uh, a game that's going to have our kids' attention. We'll have Bowie's attention because they've, you know, there's playoff implications here. And what we want to do is between 7:30 at night on Friday and about 10:15 is we want to get better. We've got improvement to make right now on our football team. We got worse in last week's game, and we got to get that corrected. And we got to be honest with ourselves. When you get better, we get better. But last week we took a back backward step a little bit with our special teams, and we got to get better this week. And I think that's also something that is true for future implications. You're not just getting better to get better as a football team. You're getting better because it's about to matter a whole lot. And one of the great things about this tournament that's coming up, it's win or go home. You only have one guaranteed game. It's week to week to week. And I think you get the opportunity to really cement that in week 10 to say, hey, look, this is the last one that's – absolutely guaranteed and maybe you get one more this buys into that whole philosophy of don't wish away anything and I think you more than anybody else has said and I think it's actually working you know talking to some of the offensive linemen specifically it's not missing out on a Monday practice or a Tuesday practice or a Wednesday practice but also so you can kind of enjoy that grind in addition to preparing yourself to play football well, these kids love the game. They wouldn't do what they do. They wouldn't get up at 4.45, 5 o'clock in the morning to be at practice about every day of the week. They wouldn't go through what we put them through in January and February and March during the off season. They wouldn't grind together during the summer during performance course if they didn't love this game. I keep reminding them of what they've done together, and we're going to come up upon a deal uh, here in another week that if the other team has one more than you do, then it's over. You don't play in fear. You just want to make sure you soak in every every bit of it. And while you're soaking every bit of it in, uh, you're having great practice. You're getting better. And I still believe, I, I really do believe, as, as well as we played at times this year, there's a lot of room for improvement still for this football team. I don't think our offense, I don't think we're as explosive as we can be. Defensively, I don't think we tackle as well as we can. Special teams, we need to be more consistent. Definitely room for improvement. One stat that's kind of jumping off the page, eight penalties a game. And you made a thing of it at Quarterback Club, which I invite everybody to attend because it's kind of like a behind-the-scenes press conference. And you really do take a deep dive with the folks that come to Quarterback Club. And I think after nine weeks, people are starting to really understand you're kind of an open book when it comes to the success of the team, what you did well, and how you get better. Penalties were a big part of the topic. How do you address it with the ball club this week? You break it down to different different ones. As coaches, we've been in this a long time. You go, okay, this one was a situation where the ball was completely uncatched. Why even put yourself in a position to do that? Don't do that again. That is not playing aggressive football. That's just not being smart. Then you take another one and you go, you know what? The officials are part of the game. It was their call on that, obviously. We got to live with it. I'm not sure how we could improve on that. Keep playing hard. 
And then there's other ones, you know, your helmet needs to be a little lower on that tackle. I mean, we're playing in a world where people are at all levels. Uh, we're trying to make the game safer. You can make the same impact on that hit by taking that about eight inches lower than you did. And so, you know, you just break it down like that. The one thing you've got to be really careful about when you penalties and stuff is let's be intelligent so that, but you don't want to take the aggressiveness of your football team away. And, and I think that our kids are, are going to respond in a great way. Uh, we haven't in a while haven't had a bunch of uh, pre-snap penalties. We, we had quite a few in the Lake Travis game. We've really cleaned that up. Uh, those are the ones that just dr- really drive you crazy, the ones that, that happen before the ball's ever snapped. But they have to be addressed. They absolutely have to be addressed so that you can improve. And how I hear it, it sounds like, once again, you can rely on your staff and their talent level as coaches to coach against those penalties. You might have been delivering one uh, mantra in the time that you've been here and every single year the same way, drilling a certain style of play and being physical. But when games like Anderson happen, where you do have a lot to address to get better for next week, it doesn't matter what time of year it is, your coaches can coach to that. How have they responded to that challenge? Yeah, we're all on the same page on all of it. <laughs> the crazy crazy thing about penalties in, I guess, any sport, but definitely in football, if you, a football player, gets a personal foul, the way that we look at that is that is self. That is, you have taken your personal agenda and you've taken it outside the team and you've decided to say one more thing, get one more lick in. So those are the kind that if those continue, then there has to be a change of personnel. You know, we're not even close to that that deal yet. You can't be out there and just be like a lone ranger out there. You know that that 15 yards that you just got. You guess what? They didn't make you go back. You know, you they sent all of us. It, it, it was against all of us, and those yards are precious. So all due respect to Anderson, very much improved football team. We almost gave them as many yards in penalties as they actually earned in total offense. It has been addressed this week, and we're ready to go. And on to the next game is Bowie, and I'll wait on the defensive evaluation. But offensively, they've made a decision at quarterback. Diego Tello has done a very good job taking over for Trinidad Sanders, obviously lost for the year, an injury. It's been an up-and-down year for Bowie, but this is the guy that they've said, okay, you're in charge of the ball club when it comes to operating the Bowie offense, which is a tried and true offense. It's been around for a very long time. They've kept it in-house. They've kept it inside the family. A lot of the former players are now coaches. So this is something that has been ingrained in them over a very long period of time. What is your opinion of Diego Tello as you've watched him on film? He's a young kid that's got a nice length to him. You know, his arm swing is good. He, he looks like he's fundamentally sound, which I would expect that in a Bowie quarterback. They do a, do a really nice job with their guys. And they've been in this situation before where they've where they've had the starter go down early in the year and they've had to come back and, and play with someone else we try to kind of look at that I'm sure like Bowie does it's a position that you don't uh, rebuild at you just I mean reload at you. he reminds me a little bit of Trinidad Sanders when Trinidad was a sophomore probably maybe not as twitchy he can run the ball he's he's pretty accurate you look at what they've been able to do and and really evaluating both sides of the ball you have familiar faces that will be out there on offense and they'll be out there on defense okay well this guy's going to line up over here at wide receiver but then you're going to face him again as a cornerback so it's really interesting to see how Jeff Abels has used his athleticism and I think Jason Gaines is that guy a backup corner last year and now he's the man when it comes to Bowie you have to watch for number two no he he is a huge part of their football team I, I don't know that he ever comes off the field he's their kick returner he's their punt returner he is starting cornerback uh, on offense, they line him up at Wildcat quarterback, at wide receiver, slot receiver, running back, 
Coach's kid, just watch him on the field. Plays a lot bigger than he is. Uh, he's not a very big guy, 5'7", 157 pounds, whatever he's listed. Really good football player. Really, I don't think there's anybody around that would say, you know, if uh, you can have that guy on your team and uh, no one would kick him to the curb. I promise you that. Andres Infante is also that guy. One thing about successful Bowie offenses, they're balanced. As much as we talk about the spread and how well they run it, how well they throw the ball down the field, it is really about how they are able to run the ball as well. And looking at their totals, I'm not surprised. Here we are at week 10, and they're about dead even with each other when it comes to rushing and passing. Yeah, no, they do a really nice job being balanced. They create problems with a lot of formations. Uh, you know, their base is three wide, two back, get in and out of a lot of different things. You know, we've been playing them a long time now. I think it's always a nice challenge when our kids play against Bowie, when our coaches coach against the Bowie staff. A lot of respect. Of course, I've known Jeff for a long time. Their staff has been together a long time. They're going to be really, really well coached. Defensively, you have to be impressed with Blake Guerra. You know, you, you look at the defensive line and you see a lot of those guys coming back. Jaden York is also another another gentleman for Bowie that plays on both sides of the ball. That pass rush is something that I know that you've paid attention to this week. No doubt. Jaden York is, a you know, when you got a guy that plays wide receiver and then he turns around and plays defensive end, uh, there's a reason they got him defensive end because he's a speed rusher you know and he's he's a guy that uh, that we have to account for they've got other players uh number 45 inside linebacker uh has been really impressive i've been really impressed with their free safety number 28 runs well flies around who knows what the uh, the problems have been or whatever i just i look at a at a as we go into play them they look a lot like the same kind of buoy teams that we played in the past. They've always had a, a at least one a tremendously explosive wide receiver slash kick returner. They've always had a really good offensive line. You know, they've always had you know a lot of cover guys in the back end. So we will have a great game Friday night. Final thought, Coach. I know no one's looking ahead, but how do you coach against it? Because your office has a ton of things going on as you prep for the playoffs, round one, round two. There's a lot of busy work. How do you keep it out of the field house and out of the locker room? Everybody does their job. Players, this is your job. Offense, this is your job. Your job is to score more points than the other team does. Defense, your job is to hold the opponent to 14 points or less. Assistant coaches, this is your job is to get the defense ready, get the special teams ready, get the offense ready. My job is to keep all that away from all of them. A, a guy that's really, really important to me at this time of year is Phil Bounce. Phil is my director of football operations, and Phil's been working many weeks in advance and talking to people many weeks in advance so that I don't have to be doing all of that. I can tell him what I need from him, and then he, he researches it. It's something that's worked for six years for us. And it's uh, it's a great comfort to me to know that I've got a guy like him because he's done about everything there is to do in coaching. Coach, as always, thanks for the time. Good luck on Friday. Thank you so much.